This is Canada HR News for May 16, 2022. I'm Elena Bobireva. In today's episode, we will cover the news related to new benefits offered by the key banks in Canada, Starbucks investments in their U.S. employees, latest research from Robert Half about employee burnout, and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. Benefits Canada reports that the Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, CIBC, is adding gender affirmation coverage to its benefits program and enhancing existing offerings such as paid parental leave and fertility treatments. The gender affirmation benefit will cover specific gender transition surgeries and procedures not covered by provincial program to an annual maximum of $10,000 and a lifetime maximum of $25,000. CIBC is also extending parental paid leave to 17 weeks for maternity, parental, and adoption leaves in Canada, while the bank's fertility benefits offering will now cover prescription medication and other treatments, as well as reimbursement for certain out-of-pocket medical expenses related to surrogacy. Global News reports that Royal Bank of Canada, RBC, recently unveiled a slew of employee benefits, including a 3% mid-year increase in the base salary of some staff to ease the pressure from a jump in living costs. The move by the country's biggest bank comes at a time when the sector has embarked on a hiring spree to boost digital capabilities despite a tight labor market and rising inflation. The bank will also enhance family benefits for fertility, surrogacy, and adoption services in Canada and increase its contributions to employee pension plans over two years from 2023. The moves total up to $200 million in investments, according to the bank. Starbucks announces $1 billion investment in U.S. employees as unionization efforts spread. Initiatives include more opportunities for partners to connect through a new app that will help create a digital community for all 240,000 U.S. partners. Another initiative is doubling the amount of training time for new baristas and for new shift supervisors. Starbucks is moving all U.S. store partners to a $15 per hour floor effective August 1st and also adding incremental increases that will recognize and reward tenure. On August 1st, average hourly pay at Starbucks will be nearly $17 per hour in the United States. Starbucks will continue to build and offer relevant benefits based on partner ideas and input, and launch a modernized recognition program, as well as expand a portfolio of upskilling and career mobility programs. The investment comes as more than 250 Starbucks stores in 32 states have filed for union elections in early May. In December 2021, Starbucks workers in Buffalo became the first U.S. store to unionize. Of the elections that have been held so far, more than 50 stores in over a dozen states have voted to unionize, a remarkably high win rate of more than 80% according to a tracker compiled by More Perfect Union. Burnout is a growing issue for many workers, including those who have flexible schedules, the new research from talent solutions and business consulting firm Robert Half shows. In a survey of more than 500 professionals in Canada, 
38% of respondents said they are more burnt out now than a year ago. Those most likely to report an rise in burnout include millennial professionals, 42%, women, 42%, employees who have been with the company for two to four years, 42%, professionals based in Calgary, 51%, and Vancouver, 38%. At the same time, 45% of workers are uneasy about expressing feelings of burnout with their manager. 69% of professionals said they have the ability to set their own schedule, but among those respondents, 74% are working more hours than they were before the pandemic. 60% of employees overall are putting in 40 or more hours per week. David King, Canadian Senior Management Director of Robert Half, said the labor market remains incredibly tight, and now, more than ever, Managers need to focus on the health and wellness of their team and take steps to reduce work-related stress. This includes scheduling ongoing check-ins, prioritizing critical work, and maintaining a culture that encourages employees to share if they're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business, CFIB, is calling on workers' compensation boards across Canada to rebate surplus funds back to small business owners. According to CFIB's latest research, seven provincial and territorial boards are in an overfunded position, meaning boards have exceeded their desired funding target. BC's workers' compensation board was among the most overfunded. In BC, rebating excess funds could mean nearly $2.9 billion back to employers who can use the funds to help in their COVID-19 recovery efforts and to reinvest in their business. Rebating the excess funds across the country would represent approximately $5.6 billion. For a business with five employees, the rebate would range from 644 in the Yukon to $6,189 in British Columbia. Some provinces have recently provided surplus distribution. This year, Ontario rebated $1.5 billion, while Manitoba rebated $95 million. In 2021, Prince Edward Island provided a $25 million rebate. CFIB is urging other provinces to follow suit and deliver meaningful financial relief to small business owners. CFIB is calling on all governments to lower employer premiums or rebate surplus funds to employers if funding ratio exceeds its target funding, with a stronger preference to rebate eligible employers. Implement mandatory distribution policies where there are none. Legislate surplus distribution policies, as in Ontario. May is Asian Heritage Month in Canada. It is an opportunity for us to learn more about the many achievements and contributions of Canadians of Asian heritage, who, throughout our history, have done so much to make Canada the country we know and love. The theme for Asian Heritage Month this year is Continuing a Legacy of Greatness. This celebration is a reminder for all Canadians to come together to combat anti-Asian racism and discrimination in all its forms. Asian Heritage Month has been celebrated in Canada for decades. In December 2001, the Senate of Canada adopted a motion proposed by Senator Vivian Poi to officially designate May as Asian Heritage Month in Canada. 
In May 2002, the Government of Canada signed an official declaration to announce May as Asian Heritage Month. More information, including digital toolkits, posters and social media images, are available on the Government of Canada website. Please see the link in the episode description for more detail. And this was Canada HR News for May 16, 2022. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. You can also find us in Google Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description, follow us on Twitter at CADHRNews or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.